Letters. Welcome back to the Blunt Letters podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Michaela Superstar, and I'm here with Electric. What up? Jorble. I make this sound. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> Oh, man. I was, no, I was just waiting for like a gerbil noise to come out because you held it up, but I realized it was just the clicking sound that you were playing. I was just trying applying. to make the typing sound. Get it, guys? Oh, I should have brought one of those. I thought you had like a cued up gerbil noise. But then I realized you were just doing the clicking, which is much more I'll do, the, I'll do that next episode. No, that's fine. <laughs> but you did makes way more sense. I was just like... I don't want to make sense. You make a weird gerbil noise like that. But I found, I found a, the gerbil sound. I still don't hear anything. I yeah, I don't know where the speaker is on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> can you imitate it now that you've heard it? I, mean, I don't even think I can squeak that high, honestly. Oh. Anyway, yeah, I, I can't do it. <laughs> I do okay. that noise a lot to, to try to call hawks over. The squeaks, because I heard squeak. that hawks that they um they fly around trying to hear for oh yeah small they animals yeah. in distress yeah oh. so I try to sound like a distressed small animal and I've legit like free like gotten hawks to come over and then they're just like you fucking what bitch. the fuck is that and then they fly away yeah <laughs> I'm like. You know, I do a lot of like squeals. That's a pretty good. Shit. That was a pretty good gerbil sound. Yeah, thank you. you I talk to a lot of wildlife. <laughs> yeah, I see. But yeah, and then the hawks will come over, being like, "Who's dying? Who's dying? Who's dying?" And then they're just yeah, like, yeah. "I think that bitch is fucking with me." And I'm like, yeah, "They're yeah. gonna gouge my eyes out. I'm gonna go inside now." That's why it works kind of with sweet cats. Sweet meat we got hiding in the grass. Yeah. Yeah, sweet meat. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, learned that. I did it the other day too because there was one that was like menacing my crow friends. And then I made the noise, and it came over towards me, and I was like, oh, shit. And it was huge, dude. It was like, these fucking hawks are so big. Yeah, they're big. big. Damn. And then it came over, and then I was like, get out of here, hawk. And then it did kind of fuck off. And the crows were like, <laughs> oh, shit. This bitch can yeah. talk to hawks, too. Like, what she's that like, guy to fuck off. And then they were kind of like around me more that day. That's like, cool. They were like, thanks, I feel like they girl. were like, told that hawk what's up and i was like i mean yeah i am bigger than it technically technically me and that hawk i'm the bigger one between me and the hawk like i'm bigger i'd still win you would win i don't know if everyone would win in a hawk fight hawks are like really uh sharp they might get my eye but i'd win yeah i'm bigger than like 90 percent of birds have you ever been attacked by a bird john i haven't actually oh nice i like that mm. yeah. good stat for you me neither. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. I shouldn't say that. I got attacked by a turkey once. Oh, oh shit. shit. Oh, actually, yeah, yeah. Mean. true in fact, I've been attacked by a swan now that I remember from childhood. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm trying to think. Well, I mean, I worked at a pet store, so yeah, I've been bit a lot by, like, true. turkeys and shit. So, that doesn't I mean, count, because yeah, that isn't in the wild, you know? Like, you're, you've been bit already, for sure. What did you say was your... When you were attacked by a swan, a swan in the wild? In a park. Okay. Well. I got nothing. Damn. I guess I'm not the not kind even. of asshole that wildlife likes to attack. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking... I'm just joking. No, you're the I'm Snow, Snow white, white over here, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, it's really weird. Like, animals that don't like anyone. Like we said, like that little dog. The little gray dog that doesn't like even the owner. 
Yeah, dude. Like, don't you almost think you, by law you should get that dog if the owner's like, this dog doesn't like anyone, including me, except you. Yeah, when that happens, it's like, and it's I my, don't understand what. Yeah, yeah, I'd be like, well, you should be written into the will. Like, you're the next yeah. of kin. Yeah, yeah, if yeah, anything like, happens, absolutely. that dog <laughs> goes to you. It's preferred that human. So old and so tiny. I don't think anyone would ever even know I had a dog if I had this in this apartment. He, I've never heard him bark at all. It's the size of a large sausage. Really? No, I don't think that. He's, he's like like a little Yorkshire Terrier. He's like this. Uh, like uh, a loaf little, of bread. Little dog, yeah. I've had loaves of bread much bigger than that Me too. dog. All right, let's get into the episode. So tonight... Sorry, sorry. No, sorry. no, I know. Got, got away from us with the gerbil. Once you bring up animals, it's all I know, over. it's all over. You brought up gerbil sounds. It's a good update like, for your life, too, because you're always talking sorry, with yeah. the crows, and, and we're updating people on your saga with the crows as well. Yeah, and now it's the blue jays, too. So the new chapter is you're adding more birds, more corvids. Yeah, the blue jays are corvids, and they're just as smart. And now they come over, and they are so pretty. And they fly in, and it's like they're so different in mannerisms. Like, the crows are, like, walking around all goofy, like, coming in all flying all crazy. Like, it seems like when I watch them, they'll, like, come in all nuts even. Like, they'll fly near me and then, like, do these, like, loop-de-loops and then, like, be all, like, crazy about <laughs> it. And then I'll laugh and they'll be like, she liked it. But the, like, blue jays come in and they're like, Wah! and they do this, like, crazy scream and then they just grab it and go. Like, they have no business. They don't want to chat. Wow. They're just like, Wah! and then they scream a lot. And then the crows come and chase them away, and that's my favorite part. <laughs> is that they the, the like blue jays come in because they know the crows are gonna be like get out of here, and they'll like chase them, and then the like blue jay will like take the peanut and be like screaming. It almost sounds like Woody Woodpecker laughing oh my or gosh. something. He's just he's like ah, blah, 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 and he's like screaming away as the crows like get out of here, and it's really it caused a small riot in the wow. world or whatever. A lot of people are after those peanuts, it sounds like. It's cute. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> I, threw down, I threw down I don't know, two handfuls of peanuts, like 24 peanuts, 30 peanuts, and in like five minutes, they were all gone. And I was like, holy shit, everybody's eating out here, because it's the squirrels, the blue jays, and the crows now. Wow. Is anybody trying to like hoard? Like somebody trying to bully the bully more peanuts than everybody um, else, or is everybody yeah, being pretty nice about it? Yeah, the squirrels are the meanest ones, yeah. and I didn't realize why the crows were scared of them. But then I read that the squirrels can like break through a walnut shell with their teeth, wow. and I was like, oh, that's why. Oh yeah, like they could bite the shit out of them. So the crows will act kind of squirrely around the squirrels. Mm. Like they'll kind of <laughs> dodge away from them and get close, and they can kind of hang out, but they'll like get away from them sometimes. Like fuck, I don't trust these guys. Hmm. And the squirrels will like scare away the crows and the blue jays. It'll be like, I yeah. want this. So yeah, and then like I told you, I saw a squirrel watch a crow bury a nut, and then he went and got the nut and <laughs> wow, and moved it, and I was or ate it, either ate it or moved it. And I was yeah. like, you little shit bag. And he was like, <laughs> and I was like, you fucking. So yeah, it's the squirrels are the worst, and I don't go there to feed the squirrels. I go there. To yeah, feed yeah, the of course not. The squirrels can figure it out. I got a walnut tree in my backyard, and the squirrels oh, when they cool. get the when they get the walnuts, they get this like they get their mouths get all black from eating the walnuts. Oh wow, that's cute. That's, that's cute. scary. Yeah, yeah. That's so cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or terrifying. I, do I don't like know. Squirrels. You said scary. I said cute. I was like, wait, am I wrong? Is it it's terrifying? A little bit of, yeah, it's a little bit of both. It's like they have. It, it looks like they like. It looks like somebody like was like had a pen in their mouth and it exploded. Oh shit. <laughs> That's adorably dorky. Yeah, yeah. That's cute. Aww. I also found out 
so I live next to Walnut Creek, which used to be like 400 acres of walnuts, you know, mm-hmm. before uh, they turn into the town. And there's still these canals. And I just found out with Electric when we went to the Ruth Bancroft Gardens that there's otters in the oh, canals right fucking now. Fucking love otters. And I cannot wait to go yeah. look for these otters. I'm like, she's like, oh, there's tons of them right now in the canal. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I had no idea. That's, that's yeah. probably one of my favorite, one of my like top five animals. Really? Yeah. Oh, we got to take with. pictures for you, John. Yeah. yeah. We'll go. Um, we'll go because yeah, it's on, it's like, I live on a one nature trail that connects to another one and then you that's where the canal is. And then you can take that to a beautiful garden. It's ridiculous. I'm going to volunteer there. I'm really excited. That's <laughs> Such awesome. a dork. Yeah. No, that's fucking, that's sick. I would uh, totally do something like it that. It was a Hell great yeah. garden, dude. It's, it's great. Yeah. It was beautiful. It's amazing. Full of all kinds of us. like succulents. They asked us. Yeah, they asked really? us about our experience and what it was like to navigate through the park, which is pretty typical us? of, like, when Mikhail and I go places, people always engage yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah. we were, like, so the people to ask about what it was like to navigate around the park because we had a lot of opinions and we were, of course, trying to read every single yeah, yeah, yeah. piece of writing that they gave us. And we were, That's like... That's why she asked us, she says, because I saw you actually reading the guidebook. Yeah, you're an excellent park goer. <laughs> we yeah. had, like, all the things. I was, like, oh, yeah, I had yeah. to, like, leave all the, like, extra stuff out and was, like, reading shit and taking pictures. And she was, like, okay, these fucking nerds. <laughs> these, I need to talk to them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at this um, one. Look at that one. Take a picture. It's amazing. And then she was like, you should volunteer here. And I was like, fuck yes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah like that. That's totally up your alley. A garden. Yeah. yeah. A tri- of like tropical stuff. Like a lot of this stuff was from either Africa or um, Australia. And it was like a lot of it was stuff that Ruth started in just like one gallon buckets, apparently, like one gallon trees oh, that she had cool. gotten, and then just grew. Yeah. And they're huge now, like giant, you could like all these different eucalyptus and succulents. That's pretty awesome. mm-hmm. The succulents from Africa giant were really beautiful. They were all like, yeah, like stacked, like they look like skyscrapers yeah. of succulents. Oh, it was cool really fuck, cool. Yeah. All, of, oh, all the ones gosh. we liked were, like, from Africa because we were, of course, mm-hmm. reading every single piece of, like, information that yeah, they yeah. chose to share about it. We're like, wow. Wonder if John yeah. saw any of these, <laughs> like, in yeah. Africa. Did you see any succulents out there? I Plant life, I saw almost nothing. It was, that shit was where we were. was, like, fucking desert. desert. Yeah, you guys yeah, were, yeah. like, way out there. We saw a little, a little bit of prickly pear. That was pretty much the only cactus we saw we saw those so prickly pears prickly. we so actually much. had to cross in we we saw prickly pears but they were actually over the border in botswana but we did go over there and get them but nice but we technically weren't allowed to do Ooh, that Ooh, bad uh, yeah. bad john oh bad gerbil technically um, i mean it was like it was over like a few rocks like, nobody would have get pissed yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah dude yeah. there was so many of the tuna which i learned from electric is what you call it a prickly pear those little prickly pear fruits the the oh i've spin. never heard that that's what oh, they're called spanish oh that's cool Tuna. and uh they were everywhere at this i mean it was like you could have eaten them for days dude yeah, yeah. and then they were rotting on i was like somebody better be eating i was like really concerned that no one was eating the prickly pear at this point <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then maybe the, the, the animals were but prickly pear. it's delicious it is good you can make uh, you can make a really good like um everything out of it all the things, jam, yeah. chutneys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chutneys. I don't know. Chutney. <sighs> Fucking candy. I don't know. Yeah. Whiskey. Liquor. Yeah. 
Nine. One of the guys on Naked Afraid makes prickly pear whiskey. It's wow. Yeah. I would eat that. Dude, if I have land, I'm going to have prickly pear. That's what I'm saying. I got to live in a place that can grow prickly pear. Yeah, yeah, that's. And this was like that. every. Dude, it was like no, lighting this garden. It's easy to grow and it's like a high yield. It grows like, yeah, on the side of the yeah. highway here. Oh, yeah. And yeah, one of my favorite things to eat is in burritos and Mexican food is the other part of that, which is. Nopales. Nopales. So it's like, I love every part That's of that plant. Pear? Yes, it's all bro. The same it's the flat no part. Idea. It's the same part. No yes. <laughs> or not the same <laughs> part. Flat the same part. part. I've had that before. Yeah. I have no idea what it was. The flat part <laughs> is nopales, and the little tunas are the fruit. Uh, on top. We'll put it on uh, our blog so everybody can check it out. Yeah, everybody try Dude. one out. Yeah, we have them at the store out here. If you go to the Mexican stores. So yeah, I want like this because again, and also I said I wanted it on my border because could you imagine having like an acre of prickly yeah. pear and no one—it's oh, yeah. like barbed wire. Oh, absolutely. That's absolutely you know I mean? how it's, like, it's been that used. That would probably keep like coyotes. Yes. Yeah, people use too, it yeah. for that. Exactly. For so yeah. I was just like, boom, boom, love it, love prickly pear, wonderful. And then you look past that, and I was like, look at the persimmons, and it was like a huge tree just full of persimmons, and like again, just rotting. And that wasn't even the garden. It was someone's yard next door. And I was like, oh, Jesus. shit. Like, that's California. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Can I have some of those? And then Lou's like, electric all. They're past their prime. And I was like, here's the California. <laughs> and I was like, you can cook them down into some jelly. like, those are the birds. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway, otters and persimmons and walnuts. Yeah. Come join us in California. It's very expensive, but... You kind of start to learn why when you live here, too, where you're like, I guess, yeah. I, yeah, I do get it, yeah. Because if the fall of mankind happens, I'm going to go to that garden, and well, I'm going to get the fucking tuna, yeah, and I'm going to get the fucking... Make, everybody makes jokes, but, like, California is going to be the only state to survive. <laughs> it's going to be easier yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. to self-sustain here than other places. There'll be, there'll be much less cannibalism in California. At first. Because you can grow stuff longer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the yeah. big part of it. It's just, just yeah, going to yeah. be able to grow stuff longer. And oh, the yeah. shit that's already growing here, you can eat. Like, foraging oh, yeah. here is a whole different... Again, it grows on the side of the highway. Yeah, yeah well, foraging is huge on the West Coast in general. Like, and, like yes. over here, it's not It's not like a thing. Like, people do it, but it's, it's weird. Okay. So, what are we drinking tonight? I'll tell you what I'm what we, drinking. What are we intoxicated with tonight, everybody? I got... A drink that is made with our old favorite Indago gin. Oh shit! Yeah. Do, 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 do. It's been a long time. Not a sponsor. Yet. Not a sponsor. Not yet. Answer my email, Snoop Doggy Dog. <laughs> um. Yeah. So it's got that, and it has some apricot liqueur. But then I mixed it with some pomegranate, something else, seltzer, and it was friggin' gnarly. So I was like, that's not good. It tastes like too many <laughs> fake flavors all over topped each other. It was fucked up. Yeah. So I decided to make a different one. And what I made instead was Indago with apricot liqueur and just plain seltzer. And then I muddled nice. a guava in it because my grandma gave me a guava. And it's, nice. it's really, really good. Yeah. The guava changed it completely. Speaking of tropical fruits earlier today with Michaela and how much she loves tropical fruits. Guava season is apparently now too. I like the tropicals. Yeah, you know January. 
guava time? You know, January, guava season. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> it's guava. <laughs> no, persimmons are out already. That's right. Because yeah, usually you should be eating. Birds now. Yeah. Persimmons usually are, what well, you said, October to November is when they're at their best. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it's still hot out. That's when you pick them. Huh. Otherwise, they're for the birds. And what are you drinking tonight, Michaela? So I went to the liquor store and I found that the 1908 Empress gin that we like has a new gin out. What? It was a whole display. I actually walked by the display, went all the way around, looked at all the stuff, picked it out, went around and up to the front and was like, I should just, I could just grab it. I didn't see this display. I wouldn't just grab this in the first place. Like it was totally stupid. But oh, well. It's, I know, it was funny. But it's 1908, so it's a good gin. And now instead of the pea flower, they have put elderflower and rose infused, mm. which you know I love drinking flowers. Especially rose. Yeah, especially rose. And then um, I walked around a little more and I found a sale on this pomegranate rose liqueur, gin liqueur. And I was like, what's the odds? And it's this huge bottle for like 12 bucks. So I took a chance and I mixed the pomegranate rose liqueur with the elderflower rose gin and plain seltzer. And it's really good. Nice. What's it taste like? Describe the flavor. Um, It's really floral. Honestly, upon the first like taste of it, like it goes down really clean. And really smooth as just gin. It doesn't have a lot of flour until after. So it's almost like what's left on your tongue is like roses and berries and yeah, elderflower. Totally elderflower. It's like it's like all the flowers are left over, but when you initially drink it, it's like it goes down like clean. It's weird. It doesn't go down super sweet or flowery. It's like you you drink it and you're like, oh, this is kind of a strong gin drink, but then after you're like Oh, my mouth tastes like flowers. Mm. It's really good. Sounds fresh. <laughs> fucking really good, honestly. It's yeah. a winner. It probably could use maybe a little acidity, like a little squeeze of lemon or something. Would probably do it a little justice, but otherwise, perfect. Nice. What are you calling it? Oh, shit. The Pink Lady? Nice. There's probably, there's probably something already called Pink Lady, though, huh? It's a reimagining. The Pink Panther for yeah. Peter Sellers. Oh, I was just Pink reading about Panther Peter Sellers cooler. a little bit. I'll call it the Pink Panther. There is a cocktail called the Pink Lady. What's in it? It's a classic gin-based mm-hmm. cocktail with... What? How did I know it was gin? How did I know it was gin? Gin, grenadine, and egg white. Yeah. No, I like that. I pretend I don't like egg whites, but I love an egg white in a drink. Actually, I know. It sounds like it's, it's gross, actually amazing. It's, it's actually yeah. amazing. I, I take yeah. it back. Oh, we got to try that this year. What does 2024 have in store for the Blunt Letters More cocktails? Egg More egg, egg whites. whites. I'm going to get that salmonella. Yeah. Uh, ew, I hope not. Oh, I hope not too. Don't say that. All right. Come on. I can make jokes. All right. Sorry. <laughs> what are you drinking, gerbs? Wait, wait. What? I'm going to call mine in guavo. Oh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Because those are both going to be, these are both going in the zine. So the Inguavo yeah, and yeah, the definitely. Pink Panther. <laughs> wait, is there a Pink, Pink Panther, Panther drink already? Because I bet there is. I gotta think of something better. The pink pussy. <laughs> no one's done that one. The garden. 
There is a Pink Panther drink. It's uh, Son of a it's bitch. amaretto, vodka, <laughs> pineapple juice, and grenadine. That sounds absolutely fucking disgusting. Yeah, amaretto. Nobody likes amaretto. amaretto. I just saw Desaro. Yeah, yeah. Amaretto's for like fifteen-year-olds because that's the only bottle that's or not eighty-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's one or the other. Yeah, they're the only ones that actually use cordials as they're supposed to be used. Yikes! Fuck that. Um, the pink panties. How about pink panties? That's pink cute. Pink panties is a good one. I like that. That's yeah. cute. Because I know my my panties smell like flowers. And Mine nothing too. else. There's a drink called pink panties. Fucking shit, motherfucker. No. <laughs> You're Hold just going to have to take over the name. It's a, it's a, it's a blended drink with a pink lemonade, gin, ice cream, strawberries. And... Oh, my God. It's I always gin. That sounds, that sounds fantastic. It sounds like yeah. It's always gin. How... It Let's make gin. that. We should yeah. make that. Okay, we'll make yeah, that, that but fantastic. I still don't have a name for my drink. Whatever. Pink liberation. Nobody's ever thought of that one. How about that? Live free. Drink gin. Yeah, no, we got nothing on that. We're good. Fantastic. Liberation it is. We just got to get political with these new drinks. There is a hold on, there is a top cocktail called the Finnish Liberation, though. No, not what yeah. she said. That's a different one. <laughs> no. No, because because nope. we all nope. know liberation is never finished. Yeah. Ta <laughs> I get it. Yep. <laughs> never ends nice okay all right gerbil what are you drinking tonight uh see after all that i'm being basic again i'm i'm, I'm, I'm drinking sake but yeah but i have a sweet sake it is oh really my hot. god it's so cute Ooh. don't drop it oh my god i'm so nervous right now <laughs> yo it it holds a deceivingly large amount of sake and it keeps it so hot for that Ooh. little candle it's just a little candle and it keeps it i didn't even heat the water up this time i left the water in it that was like room temperature Damn. and i just put the candle in a little while ago and then i i, I heat the sake up first and i put it that i put it in there but it gets hotter it's, it's wow amazing. i yeah. should totally put this on our blog so people know what it is we should get an affiliate link on I there know, yeah. Right? yeah good Dude. idea i wish i could be trusted with candles i want one but i know i love candles i do too but i can't be really trusted with why? What? Do you just fall asleep with them on? With them eh, stuff happens. I've, I've, <laughs> I've burned my, I burned my room down when I was fourteen. Candles mm. by mistake. Yeah. Ever that's, then, it's been that's like fair. I've almost done it a few times. Yeah. I really did it. Yeah. Uh, I, I lit my whole it. bed on fire, man. It was you glorious. It, it was honestly yeah. one of the coolest things I ever saw. Yeah, I mean it's punk as fuck. You're not, you're not, you're not a, it's terrifying. You're not a true crusty unless you like lit your your, your <laughs> place president on fire. I really didn't with need either to. a candle or a cigarette. Everyone in school though thought I did it on purpose, and I let them kind of think that I was like, "Yeah, sure, stay away from yeah, me." Yeah. But um, I really didn't. I just it was an accident, and my room was just such a mess. And it's filled with art supplies, and like, what do you think happens? Yeah, yeah, chemicals and fumes and such. Yeah. Yeah, socks Pew. and clothes and paint yeah, plus yeah, bed. Yeah, paper. Yeah, it's just yeah. like. Woo, it took no time. So after that, I didn't really use a lot of candles a lot, mm. or wasn't allowed to. And then I was like, it was like <laughs> the butt of a lot of jokes in my family. And um, 
Yeah, I still don't. I sometimes, but it's like very rare. I wouldn't trust myself to yeah, get drunk. Yeah, yeah. Like the candles making you drunker. You see what I'm saying? Like that's not yeah, yeah. a good Michaela thing. Not, uh, yeah. Oh, how are you getting drunk right now, Michaela? Oh, I've got this candle. Oh, it requires a candle. <laughs> exactly. I'm also a triple fire sign, so fire just like sprouts up around me. Like I've yeah, burned... I'm a water sign, right? I'm good. Yeah, yeah. you're good. I have... We actually talked about whether or not it was a good idea to give you a flame because oh, right. we're both very afraid of fire mm-hmm. in our homes. And then uh, Michaela and I were like, no, he's a, he's, he's a survivor. <laughs> I thought survivalist. Oh, right. We're like, oh, he's a survivalist. Yeah. He knows how to handle fire. And also he's a Pisces. So whatever. Yeah. I did. I have yeah. kept fires going for, for months at a time. And you didn't catch on fire yeah. being near one where you slept, you know, like in I something that was yeah. super flammable. So we like, I did burn myself a bunch of times, but... That's, <laughs> that's fine. I did that as a cook, yeah, yeah. you know? But like... Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, man, that besides that, yeah. You know, I was like, I can't be trusted with that thing to help me get drunk, you know? Fair. Fair. <sighs> I can only imagine. And then, what's the, it's so embarrassing. You know, it's embarrassing enough to do it once, then you do it again when you're older, because... Your sake thing spilled. You're like, oh man, right? <laughs> yeah, you don't need that kind of heat. But I'm cha. Are you sick of having things stuck in the cracks of your teeth? Yeah, I'm always getting stuff stuck in there. Are you tired of being embarrassed in public by having some nasty shit all up in there? There's always something in my grill: spinach or popcorn kernels. Well, then I'm going to blow your mind out of your asshole. Only nerds have dozens of teeth. You need tooth. You need tooth. You only need two. One on the bottom, one on the top. No more flossing for me. Those days are over. I was spending thousands of dollars on water picks, strings and flosses and things to put between my teeth, but not anymore. With Unitooth, I'm just ready to go with a clean sweep of the toothbrush. And I'm squeaking clean the rest of the day. Unitooth is adjustable. Use it however you like. Customize your teeth and make however many you'd like. Take them out. Put them in your butt cheeks. You ever heard of the man who taught his asshole to stalk? Thanks, Unitooth. Now I'm living a William Burroughs nightmare. I couldn't whistle forever, but thanks to Unitooth's new two-tooth system... I can toot all day. Tootie-toot. Put it in your hand for a fun party trick. Using our patented enamel foam, you put it in overnight in our mold, and it fills in all the cracks, just simply melding all of your teeth into one. The Unitooth. Finally, all your teeth can live as one biome. Prune your garden with your face. Unitooth's patented super hard material means you can bite through things you never thought you could before. Think of the possibilities. Tires, seashells, nutshells, bullets, computer screens, shoes, entire monkeys. Do not use if you are currently possessed or lactating. Get Unitooth and say goodbye to flossing forever. Now all you need is a squeegee. You only need two. One on the bottom, one on the top. So this episode is going to be a combination of hard science and speculative science. 
And I feel Get like ready. these are some of my favorite episodes. Da, 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 da. It's also one of my special interests in your weird little life. Special agent Michaela, superstar reporting for duty. We've been talking about this new year a little bit and what it looks like for the Blunt Letters Network. And as you know, there's also already the Candy Cast, which has two episodes or one episode, but we have another one in the can coming out. Yep. And eventually one about hats, which we've also talked about. Nice hat tonight, Dribble, by the way. And the other thing we do, of course, Bleed With Me, which is the horror podcast, which is also really funny. And it's great. You guys should tune in if you don't listen to Bleed With Me and you like horror, you should go. But we've been talking about doing a little bit more serious podcast where I present a lot of my paranormal, earth science, mystery, conspiracy stuff in a long form format by myself where it's just presented in this weird conspiracy, ridiculous conspiracy way. Because uh, there's just so much to some of the things that I look into that there's no way we're going to get to it here. And it's not funny. Like, it's not fun enough to talk about on the blunt letters. So we've been talking about doing sort of like a more of a paranormal idea to have a new, another new podcast coming out sometime this year. And one of the main things I would definitely bring to this other one long form is the lead mask mystery of 1966. And that's where we're going to start. We're going to talk about science mysteries, scientists who went mysteriously missing, maybe mysteriously died. But what we're leading with and what started this all was my obsession with the lead mask mystery of 1966 in Brazil. So have either of you guys ever heard of this? Not before you told me about it. I actually have heard of this. Oh, you have? I have. What have you heard, Gerbil? Not much. I just knew the... I just I just looked it up real quick. I remember reading about the two Brazilian guys. All right, so the lead mask mystery involves a case from 1966, which the death of two Brazilian electronic technicians and scientists... Manuel Pereira de Cruz and Miguel Jose Viana, who had just been seen by their families on August 17th, 1966. By the time they were found on August 20th, they were dead and their deaths have never been determined. So what happened to them is that they were supposedly going off to find some supplies they told like they told their they're both happily married and like t- totally not like wanting to go kill themselves or anything and they left to say that they were going to go buy some supplies for work and they were electricians they were scientists and what I'll get into later is that they were into a lot of different experiments involving contacting like other entities UFOs and stuff <clears throat> so just keep that in mind so anyway they go out and they purchased some waterproof coats because it started raining and a bottle of water. And they seemed like when the waitress or whoever, like people were helping them said that they were like really nervous and checking their watches. And the last time they were known to be alive is presumed after they went to the bar and like got water. So uh, essentially they were in this really weird area near Rio de Janeiro 
and it was on this sort of hillside that was so hard to get to that it actually took them a whole other day to get there. So they were like, they, this little kid was flying a kite. Yeah, it was like a little kid was flying a kite and found the dead bodies. And then they were like, oh shit, it's going to take us a minute to get there. So they didn't get there until the next day. And when they finally... It's wild that they would let a kid wander so far out even. Right? Somebody, well, you know, like... parents. Yeah. yeah. They're like... Yeah, because he was discovered by a kid. And then it took a whole other day. I was like, dang, where was this kid at by himself? Yeah, he well, it's like, he probably lived in some weird part that, I don't know, you know kids. Yeah, they're yeah. Rural, rural kids. You know? Who already lived halfway up that hill. But they were trying, yeah, they yeah, had yeah. to bring rescue shit. It wasn't like a kid in a kite getting up a hill. It was like a fucking paramedics and shit. <laughs> like an dang. ambulance to pick up the dead bodies. So that's harder to go up a hill wow. than a kid. Right, right. They had to bring equipment with them. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, when they got there, they encountered an odd scene. So the two bodies were next to each other, partially covered by grass, but the grass that they were lying on was clipped with scissors. Like it was cut down. Oh. Okay. Each, which is probably just for their comfort, honestly. It was like, there's probably like a ton, it was in the middle of nowhere, right? So they probably, that was like, at first I was like, ooh, weird. And I was like, honestly, that was just for their comfort. Anyway, they're on the ground. They're in a formal suit. And a lead eye mask that they had made themselves, like a big old mask across their face made out of lead. Like a sleep mask. Yeah, but made out of lead across both their faces, a waterproof coat, which again isn't weird because it was raining and they just bought those coats. There was no signs of trauma or any evidence of a struggle. So they literally just like fucking dead. And then they found just a water bottle, empty water bottle, a packet containing two wet towels. A small okay. notebook was also identified in which was written a cryptic instructions. 1630, be at specific location. 1830, ingest capsules. After the effect, protect metals. Await signal mask. That's it. That's all they wrote. So obviously... They ingested something. Did they overdose? Maybe. They don't know because by the time they got there, their bodies had decomposed so bad that they couldn't do an autopsy and they did not do toxicology report. In fact, some people said that the internal organs of the victims were really decomposed far, like way too quickly. But also, it's Brazil. It's August. It could have just been like, hey, it got yeah, real hot or something. Oh, uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. But one thing that I thought was really interesting um, is that not the bodies were untouched by animals for three days. So no internal external trauma was done. But that's weird. And if you know anything about, I'm trying not to get too off on a tangent, but if you know anything about cattle mutilations or animals that have been affected by these kind of things, visitations, deaths, mutilations, when those cows are often put out to be just eaten, because a lot of the like a lot of times ranchers will be like, "How do you dispose of a fucking a, you know an old carcass? You just throw it out on the edge of your property and it's gone in a few hours because the coyotes, rats, whatever the fuck things come out and eat it." Mm -hmm. One of the things about a lot of these cattle mutilations is that they don't get eaten. The animals will not touch the flesh. And it's even the bugs won't go at it. So it just stays there. Because weird. Nothing, yeah, it's very weird. And that's what happened to this guy's bodies, essentially, too, is that nothing, nobody even nibbled on them. Nobody wanted to get near it. It was, it was something icky for the yeah. mm -hmm. natural animals that would have normally mm -hmm. predators or scavengers on these dead bodies for three days. Yeah, they really left him out there. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, especially in the heat, like you said, mm -hmm. like the smell of the body would have carried to other animals in the area, at least at night or 
like over the course of a few days with the heat on the bodies decomposing them like that's very odd Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gets more odd. So there was the testimony of a friend of the two men who claimed that they were members of a group of scientific spiritualists. This theory purports that the men were apparently attempting to contact extraterrestrials or spirits by using psychedelic drugs, something I've talked about since I was in my early 20s. So now for a few decades that I felt like LSD and psychedelics really do tune you in with these other creatures. And I've seen certain things when I was on these drugs. I've had shared experiences on LSD of seeing greys with other people who could see them with me so i totally fucking believe this shit believing that such an encounter would be accompanied by a blinding light the men cut and wore metal masks to shield their eyes the two of them ultimately died simultaneous drug overdose this account is collaborated by the esoteric diary entry found at the scene and by the mask making materials and literature blah 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 so it's like they're like okay pretty much we think that they overdosed maybe because there's like no other reason that they would have died like this fair enough but I became obsessed with this, right? And so I looked a little further in and I found that there was a little bit more information that happened with this. That first of all, this was not an isolated incident that four years earlier, an electrical technician with lead mask on a hill took drugs and thought he could pick up radio and TV waves with his mind. Another one? Yeah. And I feel like that's, there's no connection with the first, but I just find like that's really interesting um, that this was happening, like this idea was in the like zeitgeist, right? But like, let's talk about this group of scientific spiritualists. So these guys were part of this bigger group of, of, of people who believed that they could, in fact, you know, talk to the undead spirits, reincarnate. They had a scientific outlook on the spiritual world, which is a lot like the blunt letters, intense luminosity and masks. All the, like all these descriptions were found in books in Miguel's house. And then a new witness came forward who was driving by the night of their death. They said they saw an orange oval shaped object engulfed in fire and blue light in every direction. Multiple witnesses came forward, hanging above the hill the night that they died. Manuel and his wife were spiritualists, and the wife says that he had had arguments, but also that they were part of the secret society together, working on contacting beings on Mars, just like a, just like human spirits. Like they wanted to just like contact, like kind of like remote viewing. It sounded like so. Even though him and his friend would argue about this stuff, that they were both like in it to to get there. So it's like they might have argued, but they wouldn't like fucking fight to the death or poison each other about so they're like in a club of nerds who talks about the possibilities of electricity other beings spirituality yes and use some kind of like science to build a way to contact them so they're not arguing they're they're like you know working together to figure out these complex questions yeah 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 but uh the device that they did build exploded and they found a strange powder that they thought was a sign. It had like some residue and they were like, ooh, it's a sign. And then the second experiments they did on the beach. So this luminous object arrives and starts rising and then it explodes and the same powder is present as the first explosion. So now they're like, oh my God, we're onto something. And the Navy apparently looked into the same explosion. So Whoa. I know. Of so The this Navy is- of Portugal? Yeah looked into this explosion that they talked about. So I was like, okay, either these guys tried and failed, right? There's that. 
But also, it made me start thinking about time travel in general and talking to other beings. And, and it reminded me a lot of Tesla, who's another one of my obsessions. So, 1889, Tesla discovers this thing called radiant energy. He found this through a series of observations that he made when he was trying to duplicate the results of Henrik Hertz, who said he had claimed that he did this experiment that affirmed the existence of electromagnetic waves. And he said that in 1887. So Tesla was trying to replicate. And then honestly, he did, but then found out that actually Hertz was doing his experiments wrong, which I love Tesla for, brought it to Hertz's attention and Hertz was like, oh yeah, you're totally right, Tesla. But between nationalism and money and all this other weird political stuff, which actually shows you how political science can be, they just kept saying like, no, 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 Hertz was right, it's fine. And like just told Tesla to shut the fuck up as usual. So anyway, the study of electromagnetic energy is like sunlight from space. There's this guy, Charles Fritz, who invented the first solar cell. He did experiments with radiant energy, Nikola Tesla, Hertz himself, they started to look at this thing called radiant energy, but essentially it's what we call electromagnetic waves. Not gonna get too far into it, but essentially Tesla was studying this and he had this, this anecdote that happened that I remembered. In 1895, he found Tesla in a cafe, shaken. He said that he had been electrocuted by a machine he made that would almost killed him. It opened a window into space time. He saw past, present and future all at once. All records of this altered space, time, and all of the records of this machine are lost. So that's fucking crazy. Like he opened this portal, right? And he talks about this stuff called radiant energy. And what this radiant energy could do is if you could harness it, it could help you open portals and would teleport you. And so then I start thinking like, oh my God, did these guys kind of know that this latent energy that's in the earth, like if you lay on the earth, it will have this radiant energy coming through you. Maybe it creates this vortex so that you can safely walk through because that's exactly what Tesla was saying. Like you could create a vortex that you could safely walk through. So so I have a question. Mm -hmm. You said that radiant energy is electromagnetic energy as we know it. And you had briefly said that it comes from sunlight and the earth. Does it come from anywhere else? Space, everywhere. Like that's what's really interesting. I'll have this chart on the blog, but it shows you like just the different types of waves and how big they are and how they interact sort of. Solar energy and radiant energy are two closely related concepts whose history has been advanced in parallel. So electromagnetic waves from the sun are the greatest source of natural radiant energy used to generate electricity through thermal collectors or photovoltaic panels. So like that's where the most of it comes from, right? Mm-hmm but it can come from space too, like light from the stars. And Tesla thought it came from the earth itself. And then when we look at the experiments he did where he was just putting light bulbs in the fucking earth, right? Like he was right. So he was harnessing all this, like essentially just like latent energy that was in the air. And that's why, you know, I wanted to shut him down because that's how you give out free energy. So he got electrocuted by that energy. Yeah, he, he just pushed it. Yeah, because you know him. He would just push it too far and then electrocuted himself and then opened a fucking portal. And that's why he was tripping that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So as a wave's wavelength increases, the frequency decreases 
and as a wave's wavelength decreases, the frequency increases. What you're getting here is that the radiation is grouped into categories based on wavelength. What he was saying is that there is electromagnetic radiation that could help release this latent energy and open these portals, right, given the right circumstances, which he said that he created. He said that he learned to use latent energy, and he called radiant energy to create a vortex, in this theory, this vortex was a style for humans to safely walk through. Essentially, according to Tesla, if you took this radiant energy that is coming from space, it's coming from Earth, it's this wave, because with electromagnetic waves, from what I can understand, it can go through things without, like, air molecules. Like, sound needs air, right, to hear it and stuff, or, like... Like, but like these waves don't need air, they can travel in a vacuum. So these things can reach you no matter what, right? So he was like, look. So like radiation. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So then he was just like, I harness this, I opened a portal, I, you could safely walk through it. So maybe these guys were onto what Tesla was talking about, you know, like it's not so hard to believe that they were reading the same stuff that I'm reading, or maybe they weren't, and they were just coming up with it themselves. Because they're electrical engineers, right? Like Tesla was an electrical mm -hmm. guy, so he was studying, he was developing the study of it, actually, mm -hmm. Tesla specifically. So let's say these nerds got their hands on some ideas yeah they could have been pushing the envelope somehow yeah a lot of people thought lsd would open doors mm -hmm. to other things like governments used it like you know philosophers or whatever and like artists like everyone at that time mm -hmm. within certain circles was like trying it out right tim leary at harvard and this idea of like ether too which people are like oh that's not a thing that's not a thing and like tesla believed in it oh it's like the vapors yeah and yeah, he's like yeah. i believe in this right he and again these are just words he used for something that you didn't have a word for yet right and there was other scientists who like rudolf steiner who affirmed that the ether was composed of four fractions, which he described as the light ether, the warmth ether, chemical ether, and the life ether, which was a combination of the first three. And Tesla's New York and Colorado experiments confirmed that the radiant energy was bound up within the elusive ether, but could be made up manifest by the creation of an abrupt disruption in the equilibrium of the ether fractions using one-way high magnitude pulses of a short duration. Remember that if you can. I know that sounds hard, but... It's like a pulse. Okay, so this was how long ago? A million years ago. 1889. Now, right. So we have these people talking about this. We have people like Basaggio, who is this one, like, supposed Project Pegasus chrononaut who worked for the CIA since he was a child, right? This guy's saying that he's gone back in time a whole bunch based on, like, Tesla's um, findings, what his discoveries with latent and pervasive universal energies, right? So we have people who said that they're whistleblowers for the government saying this. We have Tesla and these other people talking about this. And then I just read this just this year in Science Daily. This was just released. Scientists have hypothesized for over six decades the possibility of observing a different form of wave reflections known as temporal or time reflections in contrast to spatial reflections which arise when light or sound waves hit a boundary. Like I said, like it needs something to hit, right? When you see a mirror or a wall. 
at a specific location in space, time reflections arise when the entire medium in which the wave is traveling suddenly and abruptly changes its properties across all of space. At such an event, a portion of the wave is time reversed and its frequency is converted to a new frequency. Now this is just discovered. This isn't even fucking like, oh, maybe, maybe 1895. I'm telling you, this is from this past year. This is a new article. So to date, this phenomena has never been observed for electromagnetic waves. The fundamental reason for this lack of evidence is that the optical properties of a material cannot be easily changed at a speed and magnitude that includes time reflections. Now, however, in a newly published paper in Nature Physics, research at the Advanced Sciences, Science Research Center at CUNY Graduate Center in New York detail a breakthrough experiment in which they were able to observe time reflections of electromagnetic signals in a tailored metamaterial. So they had to put it Whoa. in something else essentially to make this happen, right? What's a metamaterial? That's it's something so... you have to put it in for this to happen. Like a so... capsule or some kind of... Sure. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Right. So the okay. feet caused... Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like it. you had to... It couldn't just happen. So they had to make this metamaterial for this to finally happen. Okay. So the, the feet caused a significant portion of the broadcast signals traveling in the metamaterial to be instantaneously time reversed and frequency converted. The effect forms the effect forms a strange echo in which the last part of the signal is reflected first. As a result, if you were to look into the time mirror, your reflection would be flipped and you would see the back instead of your face back Whoa. of your head in the acoustic version let's say with sound waves you would hear sounds similar to what's emitted during the rewinding tape or like in the fucking red room yep 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 yep, yep. The, res <laughs> the researchers also demonstrated that the duration of the time reflection signals was stretched in time due to the broadband frequency conversion as a result if the light signals were visible to our eyes all their colors would be abruptly transformed such that red would become green orange would turn blue yellow would be burned violet, right so that's kind of exactly what they were saying right when you have this abrupt switching. So this experiment shows it is possible to add time interfaces into the mix, extending to the degrees of freedom to manipulate waves. We also have been able to create time version of the resonant cavity, which can be used to, to realize a new form of filtering technology for electromagnetic signals. The introduced metamaterial platform can powerfully combine multiple time interfaces, enabling electromagnetic time crystals and time metamaterials. This is so sci-fi. This is so sci-fi. Combined with tailored spatial interfaces, the discovery offers the potential to open new directions in photonic technologies and new ways to enhance and manipulate wave matter interactions. Great. What does that mean? So many things. They're saying like technologies, computers, obviously communications, but obviously this has a lot to do with what we're just talking about right this research was partially supported by the air force office of scientific research and assignments it's like that's the last thing it says this research was partially supported by the air force office of scientific research no shit no shit mm. the air force the people that would definitely be the ones going fast enough being part of the program that would send people into a fucking different time wave the time machines can you believe that i read that just today at the end of all this i was like here we go because all these things are theories blah 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 and then here we are 2023 and here we have these fucking discoveries that 
And again, they're not saying it's for time travel, but we're seeing that we can actually reverse time on this level, right? Electromagnetic signals is really the thing that really strikes me. Mm. They're like, we created an environment in which case this occurs, which would be really common in science ex experiments. Like that's how certain elements exist is because they put these certain things under certain conditions and then elements will emerge from those that only exist under those conditions. And so that's right. basically what we're talking about here, you right. know? Yeah. So it's not unbelievable what i think is wild is that tesla was so freaked out like if he was figuring out the electromagnetic waves in some kind of machine way back in 1889 and it almost killed him and he was all tripped out it must have been something else and then also no information about that machine exists anymore like well that's suspicious well we know that the government took all of his stuff like they admitted it essentially um and then what's i also read that um there was reports of blue luminous beings appearing in World War II and other wars, and soldiers said that they were protected by them. So bright, the face could not be seen. They were tall, seven to eight foot beings and not of this world. They would come and help and then disappear into the woods or the scenery. Whoa, whose testimony was that? Um, soldiers from World War II and other wars. And then there was just this one where these people were like, being trapped and then they said they saw this like luminous like butterfly looking person almost and they helped them out and like got these people out and i was like that's really crazy well even like we were talking about recently with angels too right like that was supposed to be the biblically accurate angel was like really bright and covered with eyes yeah hmm. isn't that crazy and then i was like oh the eyes are the fucking window to the soul you know i was like were they just protecting their eyes because that's what you need to time jump is just your soul or something you know i was like wow. because oh, I that's would, deep because i was yeah. like because my whole take on it too started to be like well you know and again sorry tony merkel from the confessionals but what i've been working on myself is mind traveling like i don't think actually we get to time travel i'm not sure that our physical bodies could handle that I don't know how it could, whatever it takes. And so I feel like your consciousness is what actually gets to time travel and that you probably have to either inhabit a different body with your soul or share a body. And like, and it's like I said, this all started because I was writing this short story, which became like this specul speculative fiction weirdness where I was like, redacted, redacted redacted but that's not what tesla was saying or this person that no. was traveling just in their mind no is... this is totally different this has nothing to okay. do with relativity this is like you're stepping into a fucking portal because you're tesla and that's how you roll um but tesla did say that people could walk with their physical body through that portal right so right. you would time travel with your body as with tesla as far as he knew but you know right. this is my theory i was like i'm not sure about that tesla you go ahead and you walk through that you know but i was like and then i just started watching i now i just finished the two seasons of russian doll and that's essentially the fucking same thing in a way like the second season is like all time travel with your brain and i was like see what i'm talking about mm -hmm, or whatever yeah it's like i don't know it just seems like maybe more likely than being having your body be sucked up into something or like yeah like uh dealing with the effects of going faster than the speed of light and all that weird shit it's like i don't know how's that good for you also so <laughs> what if you end up on a planet that has different uh like life support than on earth right mm -hmm. like you can't breathe the oxygen right. or they don't have any water or any of yeah. those kinds of things right 
Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I just feel like it's this this kind of interesting concept that it would have to be more like with your your consciousness or your soul or whatever. And I like that they protected their eyes. Like, just protect the eyes, you'll be on. But there was no damage to them either. So it's like, it also made me think like, what would just make you vacate? And it's like, oh, nothing killed them. They just left. That's one of my obsessions. And that's time travel. And time travel is obviously an obsession and portals and all that stuff. But the lead mask mystery to this day, no one really knows what happened to them. So amazing. We all know how hard it can be to time travel these days, especially with the intense presence of luminous beings, those helpful rascals that make time travel possible. Time travel with confidence, protected not only from the temporal turbulence, but also from the enigmatic threats of radiant energy fields and luminous beings with ChronoGuard. The ChronoGuard features a revolutionary radiant energy defense matrix. The state-of-the-art technology shields your soul from the unpredictable surges of radiant energy fields encountered in the vast cosmic expanse. Never get lost in a time loop or have your eyeballs melted out of your skull again. Say goodbye to the clunky time travel gear. Our sleek and sturdy lead mask is designed for comfort and style. Whether you're visiting ancient civilizations or distant futures, you'll do so with unparalleled panache. The ChronoGuard features a revolutionary radiant energy defense matrix. All you need for a trip to some time is your ChronoGuard and a few tablets of LSD. LSD not included. Other time-traveling accessories claim to protect your soul or your eyes, but only ChronoGuard does both. Listen to these happy customers. I encounter ethereal entities and luminous beings without fear now that I have my ChronoGuard. The Light Being Resonance Harmony System ensures that I navigate encounters with otherworldly entities with ease. I even got a fifth dimensional hand job. It was better than a third dimensional blow job. How? ChronoGuard really harnesses the power of advanced metaphysical engineering. It synchronizes seamlessly with the frequencies of my soul, creating an impenetrable barrier against the turbulence of time, shadow people, fear-feeding reptilians, Thanos, demonic puppy spirits, interstellar McConaughey's, drunken UFOs, and more. Before I got my ChronoGuard, I spent the better half of a decade inside of a toddler on the planet Fruzadoodle, pooping myself and eating nothing but flatworms. It was a nightmare. Thanks, ChronoGuard. That'll never happen again. I no longer fear my psyche being ripped apart through my eye holes since acquiring my fashionable ChronoGuard mask. It also doubles as a disguise to do time crimes. I could finally go back in time and unshit my pants at my 16th birthday party. Maybe then someone will love me. Crafted from a proprietary blend of chronoton-resistant materials, this cutting-edge mask ensures that your soul remains untouched by the distortions of temporal shifts. Bid farewell to the worries of paradoxes, space madness, flip-flop brain hemispheres, unintentional trappening, doppelgangers, and unforeseen consequences. Don't just travel through time. Make history with the ChronoGuard. Order now at ChronoGuard.com. Time travel remains theoretical and no guarantees are made regarding the safety or protection of one's soul during temporal adventures. Any encounters with radiant energy fields or light beings are purely theoretical and are not guaranteed during time travel experiences. Do not use if you have recently fornicated with your doppelganger. Avoid large patches of nettles when wearing the mask. Discontinue use if unwanted butt babies occur. Never wear your chrono guard when parasurfing, as the spectators will not be able to contain their horniness and you will start a global riot that will end in tragedy. Do not use if currently possessed or lactating. Chrono guard, going back in time, forward in time, what does time mean? I don't know, chrono guard. Sure is bright. It's not just a mask.
Welcome back. We're coming at you with another mystery about Madman Mike Markham, another time-traveling electrician. You got it. You got it. That's the whole, this whole thing is just about time-traveling electricians. Who knew? What a theme. <laughs> I know. Mario gets, like, all the hype for being, like, the plumber, you know, as yeah. far as, like, the yeah. trades go. That's the most popular person you know mario yeah known world the tradesman rat. adventurer i think yeah. you're right what tradesman is known more than mario yeah papagino the other day and i had to say it the bird <laughs> the bird guy <laughs> papagino's a pizza guy oh i you're thought you were papa john no you right? guys are too young and you're from the west coast papagino oh, yeah, new england new england's favorite pizza Fuck, it's so good <laughs> i thought it's you so meant good. from the magic I never, flute I, i've never heard of this bro if you Dude, find another... if you ever find a papagino's you better eat the hell out of that pizza there's there's one in connecticut <laughs> yeah that's like yeah that's i'm left. so sure that's the, that's the closest one i was yeah. keeping it together so it's probably going it's probably going after that anyway go ahead i'm sorry I'm dude sorry. in another blunt letters opera moment i thought you were talking about the magic flute like the bird guy papa oh jano papa jano yeah yeah that's who i thought you meant that would make sense that's who papa Gino's is named after probably i think there was From a the... bird guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> You love the birds. The birds infiltrated the bird every aspect. The bird pizza and everything. You're like, bird pizza? I see I hate now. pizza, but I love birds. This is it. I don't hate pizza. I just... No, I particular. know. Like just... I like Papaginos. Um, <laughs> It's like paper thin. That's what I like. I like a thin pizza. The cracker the cracker crust. It's just like... Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's probably a way cooler reference that you got than the pizza one, so... That makes and we saw the magic flute together, so that makes sense, right? Sorry, opera moment. Sorry for the opera moments, everybody. We always have opera moments. First opera moment of twenty twenty four, season four. What? Look what? at that. Pretty great. Gotta make a compilation. Yeah, <laughs> I know. They come up a lot. Anyway, back to this guy, Madman Mike Markham. He was a electrician. Studied electrical engineering, and he called Coast to Coast AM, a very popular nationally syndicated paranormal show. It's been around for a long time. He called back in 1995 and was like, yeah, I built a machine and it uses electricity to power the time travel. But the thing is, I needed so much electricity that I stole six Transformers and uh, was arrested for it because that's illegal. You're not allowed to do that. But how did he so, get found out? He got found out because he used it. It worked for a second. And then the whole goddamn town went into a blackout. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> and they traced the power surge to his house is how Bing he got bong. found out. And he said he had... He'd gotten just a little tiny portal open, I think he's what he said. A teeny tiny bitty baby portal? I think so. Wow. I've had a little snippet of what he actually did electronically, and it's pretty wild. I could see why he blew the power out mm-hmm. of the whole town. Yeah, he, uh, he, he, he built a transformer to fit the capacity of outputting 20,000 volts so he can run it in his house. Mm-hmm. And then he used lasers to heat the air above the device because the moisture in the air was affecting the the way it worked so he lasers so yeah i could see why he blew the power out in the whole town yeah 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 and he was like i could do this if i just had bigger more power yeah more power <laughs> yeah. yeah 
Yeah. So basically, he said that he was using one of those Jacob's ladders. You know, maybe you've heard of it. It's an old-fashioned scientific instrument. You see it in a lot of movies because it looks cool. It's like two wire things sticking out of a base, and then an electrical current passes between them. He said that he saw like a little portal or something in in just a regular Jacob's ladder, and that's how he got started on this like idea that it was possible to create a portal and like thinking about tesla i'm like isn't that exactly what you described earlier Mm -hmm. yeah except that he was able to harness power through the air Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm -hmm. like he got some kind of infinite power source like from the sun or something yeah so yeah you didn't need to steal transformers wasn't some of his um his design was quartz and wood eventually too wasn't didn't he make something like that later yeah so down the line he said that he created a second machine i thought that he might have come up in one of our quartz portals conversations apparently that he went back on i was about to say space goes coast to coast but it was definitely coast to coast <laughs> 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 the coolest. He went. then he's credible he said that he went back uh, after he like had gone through this or whatever. He decided to make a new machine the legal way and spent 18 months doing significant tests, including live subjects like hamsters and guinea pigs. And he stated that he was 30 days away from making his legal machine. And after achieving what he deemed successful results with animals he decided to enter the time machine himself he said objects disappeared and then reappeared again if i remember correctly i tossed about 200 objects and animals in total conducting over 200 tests and he said he jumped into the machine and claimed that he woke up 800 miles away two years and two months later and supposedly he had amnesia as a result of this time travel so it did take a physical toll on him Two years and two months later. If you look up his schematics. Oh, yeah. I did see this image. I'll post it on the blog, too. Yeah, it has quartz and granite. Quartz block, quartz block, granite, wood. What have we been talking about with portals this whole time? Quartz. Quartz, granite, wood, or water, and electro, piezoelectric energy coming from the quartz, right? So if you have something that creates that same vibration, which other people, like I had other notes about vibration stuff that people have been studying, it has all the same elements of the missing 411 stuff, which is creating the portals with natural materials from the earth. Like circumstances again, like when circumstances align in a certain way Mm. that sometimes... Yeah. Possibly. I knew this guy first. I knew I knew this guy for a reason. Yeah, he totally uses quartz in his portals. So yeah, so that was the idea was that this guy he created another machine using some kind of quartz granite wood and electricity and then two years and two months into the future but apparently forgot a bunch of stuff so that's pretty unfortunate because that would be really jarring to just go forward in time or backwards in time and like not remember anything well it's like people say and it's like what would you remember say you just like got thrown in the middle of a highway somewhere it's probably like going into a dream yeah you're like i don't know i saw a bunch of buildings i saw a tree but then he disappeared So supposedly he had disappeared and there was a rumor that went around that said in the 1930s a police found a dead man in california on a beach crushed inside a metal tube with a device next to him that looked like a phone but markham himself called art bell's show september of 2015 to say that wasn't me i'm alive i love that 
Yeah. That's right. That's right. He's like, I'm good. Yeah. He's like, rumors are blazing that I am dead, not well, and had time traveled to 1930 or something where I died on a beach in a tube. But although that's a redhead, it's not me. So, (laughs) yeah. That also brings the question, though, a couple things. Who was the redhead in the tube? How do you know you're not the redhead in the tube? Because if we know anything about the the possibilities of time travel is um that is a different you from a different timeline. Like that's why you can actually go back and kill your grandpa and still survive because the person that killed your grandpa was not the one that was born from your grandpa, but the one that was born in a different timeline from a different grandpa, mm. right? So that could still be him from a different timeline where he actually got it to work a different way. And that's what happened. That's trippy. That's like some fringe stuff. If that was me and I was doing this kind of bullshit and some redhead and some purple haired goth bitch with a big fat ass (laughs) in a capsule, was on a beach, I would be doing my research, make sure it wasn't me. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. An alternate me. Oh, I'm alive. (laughs) You time traveled. You have a doppelganger now. Are you nuts? You're lucky if you only have one. Ginger. 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 <laughs> but seriously, right? If someone described loosely as you ended up in a capsule with a cell phone, wouldn't you just like want to look into that a little more? I don't know. Maybe he didn't have the resources to look into it because apparently the article was difficult to find. It was like just a rumor. Or he's lying. Yeah, okay. That's true. I don't know. Good point. According to this, it was rumored. So yeah. But that's like another guy electrically using pulses or whatever. So last we heard, he's fine. fine. But he said he time traveled. That's cool. Yeah. And there was rumors of him missing. That's interesting. But he's back. Apparently choosing to live outside the limelight, which I'm like, that would make time travel easier is if people stop paying attention to you. That's true, too. Are you a fan of all things horror? Do you love getting goosebumps and feeling the hairs on the back of your neck stand up? Then you won't want to miss Michaela Superstar of the Blunt Letters new podcast, Bleed With Me. Join Michaela and her guests as she takes you on a journey through the darkest corners of the human psyche, exploring the twisted and terrifying world of horror. From supernatural creatures to serial killers, Bleed With Me will leave you on the edge of your seat and begging for more. So turn off the lights, grab your headphones, and join Michaela Superstar of the Blunt Letters for Bleed With Me. Listen now on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for listening to our discussion today about time travel and time traveling radiant energy electricity and how portals are being or have been Mm -hmm. or could be opened yeah thanks for listening to me rambling (laughs) about my pseudoscience like i know half of it's just it's going to be a lot of babbling but just you know stay with me stay with me that's how we get that's how we get to the point i'm trying to get to the point Maybe electric will just cut out most of that. I don't know. But what's relevant is relevant. And I'm trying, I just, it's like hard. Like you said, it's hard to talk about this because there's so many factors and they're all so complicated, scientifically dense, right? And then, so you have this dense scientific data and shit that's been proven, but it's been proven in this theoretical way. And so it becomes this like philosophical, theoretical, like far out shit. Like this is why I love this realm of science because it's like, Oh, it's like everyone's best guess, 
that they have according to the proof they have, right? And so it's like, it's so hard to actually just like start from any point in this discussion and be like, oh, you guys know because of like radiant energy or like, oh, you know, like the stuff that hurts it. It's like, you have to like explain so much to get to the like basic science behind time travel. And so. then 2023, you're finding out that these electromagnetic inversions can actually happen and you're like oh yeah that thing that tesla did that disappeared maybe that was really what that was yeah. little dabble into tesla world today and uh yeah if you have traveled through time let us know or if you have theories or want to hear more about this let us know and uh check out the blog we're gonna have a lot of information on there for this because it's definitely dense like Michaela said so links on links some on pictures links. to help you out yeah I yep. got a cool little graph of all the different types of magnetic waves so you guys can see that I think it's very helpful definitely like radio waves yeah. versus like sound waves like radio waves are as big as buildings yeah. it's cool. so huge I know so anyway <laughs> microwaves are as big as people anyway keep listening for more science and Join our Patreon and get some cool behind-the-scenes mm -hmm. footage, you know, video podcasts, and all kinds of really cool, funny stuff. And follow us on TikTok at the Blunt Letters Pod. Uh, we're moving over to the Blunt Letters Pod for 2024, so check us out there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I got a shadow ban by mistake. Sorry. <laughs> you can still follow the other TikTok. It'll be just me being like getting us in trouble. Yeah. Oopsie. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie poopsie. I got too political on the TikToks. But now you can go to the other one. It's just jokes and jokes and jokes and spaghetti yeah. and filters and all the kind of inane <laughs> bullshit that they don't want to put any sensors on. Plus, always check out the Instagram where we got the best memes. We really do. Every day. So great. Check out Michaela's podcast, Bleed With Me, for horror and all the scary stuff that I'm too chicken to talk about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to have Gerbil back on soon because he was rated our number one um episode yeah. from last year last year actually Ooh, our first year it's not even been a year yeah we're gonna have to have you on for something else and now we can read all types of authors yeah. aka now you can i can read white guys again because we took a full year off of it and i was like sorry no sorry no Good. sorry no some, so now i can read anything gems, so. yeah. oh yeah. yeah yeah no there was i read so much good stuff yeah. but yeah um we'll have to be We'll have to hit you back up because you're one of the people that'll read books to be on the show True. instead of just always talking about movies, which I really appreciate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nerd alert. <laughs> You'll have to find something truly disturbing for your naked and afraid fans. There is a lot discuss. of, there is a lot of, I, I, I really love like post-apocalyptic fiction and stuff like that, but some of, oh, mm -hmm. it's all so corny. Corny? It's corny. Hmm. For some reason, almost every single one of them ends with, the American flag getting hoisted over something and people crying. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Every time. Nice. <laughs> nothing like a good hoist. Yeah, nothing like a good... <laughs> <laughs> American hoist! Yeah, that's great. Well, fuck yeah, dude. Anyway, stay tuned for that because we'll have him back on and keep it all yeah. in the family. And thanks to our listeners, and keep answering our polls and um, questions. Questions, and yeah, go to our website. It's really fun. You can buy stuff too. You can get zines and shit. Thebluntletters.com. It's ridiculous. Tons of great stuff. Please help us out. We're broke. The, the zines are awesome, and y'all are missing out. Thank they're, you. They're, yeah, they're really. There's like crossword puzzles and and lang. The one you just said, you just sent me one with the Spanish uh, Spanish words. Yeah. 
Oh uh, god. Spanish phrases. That's actually our one of my favorites. Yeah. Most extensive yeah. and longest running mini zine. Yeah, and that was in all the old zines series. you sent me from a while back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Spanish the translated from English to Spanish for travelers. Useful phrases yeah, yeah, yeah. is what yeah, that's what it's called. Phrases, useful phrases actually, yeah. for travelers. Yeah. And um, that's our, one of my favorite. I actually just started drawing a whole new one today while I was watching a movie. Now that you say that, I don't know where it is. It's around that's here somewhere. Awesome. Yeah, it's around here somewhere. It's in number fuck, 13 now. I think we have 13 volumes of that one zine. I just think it's so funny. And so I think we're on number 13 now. I'm trying to get up to at least 25 issues and I'm going to perfect bind it like in a real book and stuff. Hell yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and try to sell it as like a handbook, like a guide to traveling. Yeah, like a real book. Yeah. Because you never know when you have to say, watch out for that giraffe's diarrhea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when you Or how to shake your fruity banana booty. Yeah, all these things when you're traveling where they speak Spanish. So anyway, get the stuff, everybody. Golly. Yeah, you can get that. You could have that. You could have that. No. You know, you could know what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah. For even though you don't right now, a couple bucks. Three dollars yeah. a month. Three dollars a Three month. Three dollars a month. Three fucking dollars. Jeez, man, that's cheap. Yeah. Thanks for listening again, and we'll be back in a few weeks to talk about some more silly science bullshit. Bye bye. Bye. Yeah. Thank you.